Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 15% this is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Uh, welcome to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. I am Mike McGivern, and we are talking Milwaukee Area Youth Lacrosse Association today. And uh, it's going to be an interesting show. First two segments, we're going to talk to Jay Bitter. He's the Marketing Communications Director. And then Kevin Kane, who previously served as the president of the Milwaukee Area Youth uh, Lacrosse Association. And then Robin Buckley is going to join us for that last segment. And i got to tell you, Jay, um, thank you so much for coming on and spending a, a few minutes with us on the Youth Sports Show. Uh, doing some research uh, this morning on your, your organization that you're involved with, well, I'll tell you what, you guys are super involved in making sure that kids understand, you know, what uh, lacrosse is, what it offers. And uh, I, I'm I'm excited to talk about uh, your organization for the hour today. So thanks a lot for a couple minutes of your time. How you been? Been, uh, been real well. Really appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk to you, Mike, and uh, excited to uh, dig into lacrosse and, and also talk a little bit about uh, MELA. We'll We'll use that as the uh, as the acronym. I appreciate Perfect. you giving the, the full name, but it's a long one, right? So it it is. And you know the cool part, if you go and have a cup of coffee with Jay, he'll talk to you about lacrosse all you want, and then he'll look at your four hundred one k and fix that for you as well. That's what I'm <laughs> that's what I'm thinking because I'm on the I am on the King Cruise Bitter Group website, and Do maybe that. we'll forget. Hey, let's forget about lacrosse. Let, let me show you my portfolio, and can you help me with that? <laughs> You've, uh, you've, you've done your research, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Hey, can we talk about your background, Jay, and how you got uh, involved in lacrosse? But are you, a, are you a Milwaukee guy? Did you grow up in this area? I did. I, I uh, grew up in uh, the North Shore of Milwaukee and, and um, really got involved late uh, in the game for me. I, I played uh, about a year and a half of high school uh, lacrosse and, and uh, had the opportunity to play some summer tournaments, uh, you know, into uh, early college. But you know, found that uh, would have loved to have gotten started earlier. And, and so part of what you know, drew me to being a part of Mela is, is helping uh, youth players get started earlier. Hey, did um, when you started playing, did you go to Whitefish Bay High School? Is that where you went? That's right. Yep. Man, the Blue Dukes, right? The, the Blue Dukes. And, and uh, you know, so from a lacrosse perspective, uh, there was a a solid uh, co-op uh, between Whitefish Bay and, and Shorewood and, and kind of ran under the name of, of Eastside Lacrosse uh, back when I played. But, yep, Blue Dukes, absolutely. Jay, when you started playing, um, and again, you were, a, a, it sounds like a junior in high school, did you just kick yourself for not finding out about this earlier and, and the love that you you had for lacrosse, I think, probably early as you started playing it? Um you, do, you, do you feel like if you could have started when you were in fifth grade or sixth grade, like some of the kids are doing now, that you you then would have been able to experience a game that you love quite a bit more, correct? Absolutely. There's, there's definitely something to that. I'll, I'll date myself a little bit and say that uh, the opportunity to start earlier didn't really exist back then. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely grown and, and certainly, you know, it's really encouraging to see the growth in the youth game. Uh, you know, boys game and girls game, talk a little bit about that too. But, 
you know, for me, uh, high school lacrosse was, was, you know, still early innings or, or very formative uh, back when I got involved and, you know, happened to have a friend who lived on my block that, uh, that, you know, used to throw the ball around outside and that's how I found out about it. Man, let me tell you a little bit about Malin and I'll give you uh, websites and, and things like that that you can go to and their website is really good. It's got a ton of information, but I like their mission statement. I think it, it's right out and it's bold and it says, look, this is who we are. But the Milwaukee Area Youth Lacrosse Association provides local leadership, structure, and education to promote the, the growth of youth lacrosse in southeastern Wisconsin and enrich the experience of its participants. You know, lacrosse, I, I worked in the game of soccer for a long time, Jay, before I started working for these radio stations, you know, 16, 17 years ago. And people in soccer always talked about this explosion of soccer and I don't think it ever came and I don't I don't know if it will you know kids at a really early age you know parents put them in soccer because that's something that a lot of kids do but as they get older and they start making decisions okay do I want to play soccer or do I want to spend more time playing basketball or baseball or lacrosse or football you know the numbers seem to dwindle I think lacrosse is is a little bit different where it's kind of been this slow kind of growth and it just keeps getting, I think it keeps getting bigger. And looking at your numbers on your website, I think I'm right to that. Um, where more kids get involved. Do you see that when kids get involved in an early age, this is a sport that they stay with? Yeah, absolutely. And so a couple things to that. I think, you know, one, you know, you're right about kind of that, that slow, slow, steady growth. You know, I, you know, kind of put it, uh, you know, somewhere between five and 10%, you know, year over year, um, you know, generally speaking. And, uh, you know, heading into, uh, you know, this, this past year or, or heading into 2020, you know, probably would have had about 2,100 players, you know, across, you know, 84 teams in, in our area can talk, you know, get into that in a little bit, but to, to what you, you know, just, just said, yeah, I think, you know, part of, part of what Mela, you know, is all about is, is offering a, a recreational model, right. That's, that's all about participation and inclusion. And, you know, when, when players find lacrosse, especially, you know, through our, our member clubs, you know, they, they really, you know, take to it. Uh, you know, we, we make sure that we have, you know, coaches education and other things uh, in place to help, you know, foster not only, you know, the, the skills and the strategy, but, but really a love for the game. Uh, and so we do find that, you know, a lot of players choose to continue on. And, and the other thing I'll add to that is, you know, from a lacrosse perspective, but I think also, you know, locally, uh, definitely, definitely appreciate, uh, you know, uh, players that play a multitude of sports, right? So whether it's, you know, soccer and lacrosse, or, or maybe it's, you know, football and lacrosse and so on. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of kind of crossover. Uh, and, and we definitely find that, uh, you know, multi-sport athletes uh, are, are really, you know, outstanding, uh, you know, in, in, in you know, a lot of areas, but, but, you know, can really add a lot to the you know, game of lacrosse. Jay, do you find that, and it seems to me that a lot of um, guys that like to play football because it's a physical sport, they tend to go and play lacrosse because lacrosse could be a pretty physical sport. My goodness. And it seems like that's a really good crossover. And then when you talked about soccer, those, those guys that can run all day long. And I think that's a good crossover with lacrosse as well, because you need those types of players. It's interesting because I coached basketball for a long time, Jay, and I loved soccer players. 
because they could play defense. They couldn't shoot a lick, but they could play defense all day long. They moved their feet, and it was good. I always liked those soccer kids because it never none of them cared if they scored. They just wanted to defend and run up and down the court. You look at the game of lacrosse, and there are, like you said, a lot of crossovers, but it seems to me that football and soccer are the two best crossovers with lacrosse. Yeah, you know, I think from a from a strategy perspective, right? So, so I, I would I would throw hockey into the mix as well. Yeah, that's uh, and the true. Reason, yeah, and, and and the reason that I think you know hockey and soccer strategically, uh, you know, have have a, a lot of crossover with lacrosse is, is spacing on the field is key. So, you know, uh, you know, in the in the in the boys game, you know, kind of a, a full side right of of you know ten players when including the goalie, girl side, you know, twelve players, right? So a little bit of you know rule nuances between the two, but. You know, regardless, what you want to do is, is you know, in a lot of aspects of the game, space out and, and, and use the, the you know, large size of the field to your advantage. So there's a lot, a lot of crossover there. And, and I, would, I would definitely say to, uh, you know, on the boys' side of the game, which is uh, a little bit more uh, contact-oriented, although I'd say at, at, you know, upper levels. So, you know, if players are getting started at, you know, uh, some clinics at, at first and second grade or, or maybe, you know, through our league, you know, starting at third and fourth grade, there's a, there's, you know, much less contact uh, tolerated or involved, you know, certainly want to develop those, those other skills, stick skills and, and understanding of the game first. But uh, I would say that to all the football coaches uh, out there, you know, working on, uh, on linemen, uh, you know, having good feet and, and being technically sound, uh, there are a lot of, uh, of opportunities to, to train those, you know, folks up uh, during the lacrosse season, uh, whether playing defense or otherwise. Hey, um, before we go any further, I want to thank uh, Emily Anderson, who's the president of Mailer, because uh, she put uh, you and I in contact uh, with each other. And I just want to thank her because she responded very quickly. I'm not going to give you a shot, Jake. I, I could, but, you know, because she, she responded really quickly. I'm only kidding. And uh, put us together. And I appreciate, you know, her willingness and and um, to be able to say, hey, look, we'd love to, to spend an hour with you on your new sports show and talk about mailing and some of the things that, that we do. So I, I just wanted to say thank you for, to her. And you brought up um, the goalie position. I, I did a uh, segment. I used to do a segment um, for a TV show called Around the Corner with John McGivern. And we were down near Milwaukee Marquette. And Milwaukee Marquette's got a lot of pretty good programs. And my job was to talk about a sports program within that neighborhood or that community or that town that we're in. And I did it on the lacrosse team at Milwaukee Marquette. And so I went over to one of their practices. I wouldn't look, I'm a tough Irish boy that I grew up on the east side, right? I grew up off Bartlett Avenue and got beat up a lot as a kid. I was a tough kid. I wouldn't be a goalie in lacrosse, Jay. I just yeah. wouldn't. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough <laughs> position to say the least. And uh, you know, I, I think uh there's there's a there's a lot of um you know, very brave souls right yes. that step into the cage, so to speak. So yep. Yeah, I I, I didn't realize first of all, um the, the, what the ball was made of. That's a hard ball and how how quick people can snap shots off. And I talked to the goalie. I said, hey, you're, you're a different breed, huh? Got this big smile. He goes, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I like, and, and he played hockey, a goalie in hockey as well. So again, as you talked about that crossover, but I'll tell you what, to be up close and personal and be right on the sidelines and, and that program at Milwaukee Marquette's a pretty good program. So they're good. And to watch these guys practice, I, I was amazed. You can watch it on TV, 
and I don't think you get the full gist of what's going on unless you're you're right there. And these were high school kids. These weren't college kids or professional. And it was pretty impressive to me. And I thought, boy, you've got to have great eye-hand coordination. And I think that's something that can be learned if you practice enough. That's right. Yeah, the the, uh, the hand-eye coordination is, is a big component. You know, there's there's also a reason that they uh, you know refer to lacrosse as the fastest game on, on two feet and, and certainly moving the ball. You know, you're, you're allowed to, to kind of carry it, you know, in your in your stick you know, obviously pass it, you know, across the field. And, and you're right about some of those shots. Uh, you know, you work on your shot for long enough and, and uh, you know, you, you can definitely generate some speed there. But uh, yeah, so that's why we, you know, at the, at the youth level, definitely, uh, uh, you know, see some some uh, extra padding uh, for the goalies to, to make it a little bit more comfortable back there. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun and, and definitely a fast-paced sport. Yeah, no doubt. This kid said, "Hey, look, once I start, once they put me in goal, I never want to get out. It's this is perfect for me." Um, hey, real quick, there are a number of clubs uh, within this area and throughout the state that you guys kind of are the umbrella overseer of, correct? When you talk about the Brookfield Youth Lacrosse Club and Elkhorn, uh, Franklin, Kettle Moraine, uh, down in Kenosha, uh, Lake Country, McGuanago, Muskego. The Nicolay Junior Knights, Oconomowoc, Ozaki, Shorewood, Whitefish Bay, uh, Tri-City. It goes on and on. You can go to the website to take a look at these. But in, before we go to a break, can you talk about what Mela's job is um, with all these clubs underneath that umbrella? Yeah, absolutely. So, And, and I'm, I'm appreciative of you, of you uh, listing off some of those programs. It's a, it's a long list, and, and I think you know about 16 uh, member clubs in total and, and you know all the way out to Elkhorn or, or, you know, Kettle Moraine or north to, you know, West Bend, south to Kenosha. But the idea is that, you know, Mela is, is providing the structure, right? So Mela provides the schedules. Mela provides, you know, the uh, educational opportunities for coaches, uh, kind of providing the framework for these member clubs to, uh, to operate within. So, you know, definitely part of it, you know, the, the, probably the part that, you know, players care you know, the most about uh, from our perspective is, is putting games together, you know, on right. the weekends and, and uh, and definitely providing that uh, those opportunities. The other thing, you know, that we do, you know, annually uh, is uh, is hold a, a you know uh, lacrosse festival called Lextravaganza, uh, usually toward the end of the season, and and invite you know uh, all of our member clubs to come out to a central location and, and really kind of soak it all in. But uh, you know, in a, in in a, in a nutshell, uh, Mela is providing that framework for all the member programs. You know, when you go to the website and you can then click on to the club that's nearest your house. Um, I'm on the Tri-City um, one because I didn't know where that was, but that's Oak Creek, South Milwaukee, uh, Cudahy, boys and girls teams. And, and Jay, we're going to talk a little bit about this on the other side of the break, but third and fourth grade, which is Bantam, fifth and sixth grade junior, seventh and eighth grade, which is senior. There is something, and boys and girls, um, there is something for you know, for your kids when, when they're at an early age and you want to get them involved in something, because I, look, I think Jay will agree with me and, and, and I've been around this stuff for a really long time, the life lessons and the friendships that your kids um, achieve while they're part of some of this, whether it's, you know, lacrosse and there's other things that they can play, but the life lessons of how to be a good winner, how to be a good loser, you know, how can I be a better teammate? You know, I've got to get my homework done before I go to practice. How can I get to practice because I'm getting this done? There's so many things that you can teach kids that these kids don't know that you're teaching them, which is a really important part of this. But at an early age, and lacrosse brings a whole different set with that. I mean, there are some things that these kids will have to learn 
um, on how to be a good teammate in, in playing lacrosse, then they might not have to learn in a different sport. So I would highly recommend you go to their website and, and just take a look at exactly what, uh, what they offer and how they offer it. And I think that you'll be really impressed with the stuff that they do. It is MilwaukeeYouthLacrosse.com. MilwaukeeYouthLacrosse.com. It's one word. Take a look at their mission statement. Take a look about, you know, when it says about us, why they were founded in, and developed in 2001. And it was to, to spread the word of lacrosse and, and make things easier, I think, for some of these organizations to be able to play because lacrosse does not have that history in Southeast Wisconsin like it does in other areas. We're joined by Jay Bitter. He is the Marketing Communications Director, again, for MELA, which is the Milwaukee Area Youth Lacrosse Association, and we'll continue our conversation with him on the other side of the break. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. We're talking MELA, which stands for Milwaukee Area Youth Lacrosse Association. And Jay Bitter has been kind enough to give us uh, a few minutes of his time. He's the Marketing and Communications Director. Again, you, you can go to their website and take a look at all of the different programs that they have, MilwaukeeYouthLacrosse.com, and take a look at... You know, each of the areas, if, if you live in, you know, the Lake uh, Country area in Wauwatosa, um, University School has their own youth lacrosse, uh, Waukesha, West Bend, you can take a look at the website for each of those. And, and what a great one-stop shop. If, if you have interest in having your son or daughter get involved in lacrosse, I would start at this website because it gives you a lot of information about lacrosse in southeast Wisconsin. And then it, it, it just talks a little bit about the game itself. It talks a little bit about what Mela provides. And it, that would be my first start. That's where I would go. Hey, um, can we talk a little bit about the numbers? And we talked, we touched on those. But when you said five, if we can do 5 to 10% increase, um, each year, then we're doing our job and we're promoting this sport the way we should. And and you're happy with with those numbers. I'm sure that you would like to see it explode to you know be double at one point. But you know it when when it's a slow, steady growth, then you can keep your arms around it. Correct? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll I'll throw two other things out there as well in terms of growth. And I think these are, are really important to consider. You know, one, uh, you, you have to have, you know, uh, a sufficient number, but also, you know, kind of the, the, the right uh, folks around uh, the, the game coaching, right? So, you know, it can be a little bit difficult, uh, you know, because we're, you know, uh, a, a youth program that's, that's still on the rise and, and some of, uh, you know, the adults uh, that, are, that are, you know, called on or, or willing to be coaches maybe hadn't played before. Um, so that can be a little bit of a, uh, a hesitation factor um, should not say, uh, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be a barrier at all. I think there's a lot of resources that we provide to get people up and, and running as far as, you know, coaching the, the game goes, but um, making sure that we have enough coaches uh, and then certainly, um, you know, making sure that we have field space for, for all the teams. I think those are, are two uh, what, what could otherwise be limiting factors, but important factors to consider. And that's, that's another reason why this kind of you know, careful, uh, steady growth is, is really important. You know, Jay, um, I've been doing this U Sports Show for a long time now, 
and I can tell you the the the, the reason it started is I was doing a, a Midwest Orthopedic Sports Medicine show, and I kept getting calls from from youth um, uh, groups that would say, "Hey, why don't you talk about us?" And can you tell me why is this um, organization doing so well? They they have all the players, all the volunteers, all the parents. How do they do it? I said, why are you calling me? Well, you seem to talk to all those guys. I said, call them. No, we can't do that. Well, you know what? This is the first time that I think I've talked to an organization. And if I've done before and I have forgotten, but to be able to go to your website and look at the 2020 Mela Coaches Manual, right? And to look at the table of contents, there you guys haven't forgotten anything. I can tell you that. And so if you want to be a coach and you're thinking, well, I never played, but my son or my daughter really likes this, so let me learn more about it, read the manual. It's really interesting. It gives a lot of interesting parts about the game, about what you would need to do, what the uniforms, player equipment, um, team responsibilities. This really lays it out very nicely. And you being the communications director, Jay, I, I, I would assume I should be saying well done on this to you, right? Uh, I, I appreciate it. Definitely can't take credit uh, that way. You know, it's, it's absolutely collaborative. But, uh, you know, I'll say from, from Mela's, you know, perspective and approach, you know, we, we are absolutely about, you know, reducing or, or eliminate, eliminating barriers to, you know, whether it's, it's players participating or it's coaches coaching, um, you know, just getting involved in the game. That's, that's you know, there, there, there's no reason to kind of put up, uh, you know, additional challenges to getting started. And so whether it's, you know, through that coach's manual or, you know, uh, upcoming, you know, we're going to have some coaches education opportunities that, uh, you know, we, we highlight, you know, we have a, a, a newsletter that we send out every month uh, that you can also find on the website, but, you know, a lot of opportunities to, to, you know, get people more uh, familiar uh, with, with lacrosse and, and again, you know, reduce or, or eliminate some of those barriers to, to getting yeah. started, whether it's a, as a coach or as a player. In that newsletter called the scoop, correct? That's right. That's right. Man, man, you, you got, I'll tell you this. I, I don't think you and the people on the board are getting paid a whole boatload of money to be doing this. And you guys, obviously, as a group and whoever, and I know that Kevin Kane, who we're going to talk to next, um, what previously was the president. We're going to thank him as well because he, he obviously laid some of the groundwork for this. But you guys have really, I think, done as good a job. And I may send other organizations now to your website to say, hey, look, you might want to reach out to these guys, and maybe they'll spend ten minutes with you on the phone to say, hey, look, how did you get, you know, this umbrella of everything that we need under one on one website to be able to say, okay, how do I get involved? You had talked last segment about this tournament that you guys run, and I think um, it says returning to W Parkside for for this. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So, so uh, what you're referring to is is a lacrosse festival that we run uh, annually and uh, and re- you know refer to or, or call uh, Laxtravaganza. So the uh, the uh, three letter abbreviation for lacrosse uh, is is Lax. So L A X, uh, not the uh, airport out in California. Right. Uh, but uh, but uh, Laxtravaganza has been a, a really great uh, celebration of of youth lacrosse for us in our area. Um, and so, you know, recently uh, moved to uh, move that to UW Parkside in partnership with them. You know, previously had held that uh, at university school in a, in a great partnership there. Um, and, you know, no matter how we how we, you know, uh, run it, structure it, you know, when it is, where it is, uh, it's always, you know, enjoyed 
uh, I think, greatly uh, by, by everybody involved, in, including uh, the parents. Do you know, um, lacrosse is, is a different animal, too, because of the, the culture and the history of the game itself. And it talks about on this website that, uh, for, you know, during that tournament, you know, you guys honor the spirit and culture of, of lacrosse and, and embrace the philosophy that honors the spirit and culture of, that, of the sport. And I think it's, it's it, interesting that you guys are willing to say that because I think that's important. You know, I really do. I think it's important for our kids, for these kids to understand where this game started and how it started and why it started and to where it's come. But I think to, for you guys to say, look, we honor the spirit and the culture of this sport um, and you don't run from that, I think is important, Jay. Yeah, I appreciate you calling that out, Mike. I think it's really important uh, indeed. And, and I would just, you know, note uh, very, very, you know, expressly or directly that, you know, lacrosse as we know it, right, you know, originated with, with the indigenous people, you know, on yep. this continent and, and has a, a really strong, you know, uh, cultural importance and, and is, is known uh, kind of generally, I guess, as, as the creator's game or medicine game. And so definitely, you know, honoring that uh, is very important uh, to us. And, and, you know, I think, you know, whether we look at, um, uh, you know, the youth level or the high school level, college level, uh, or even professional uh, lacrosse, I think that's, that's true uh, or, you know, uh, to, to a great degree across all levels of lacrosse, recognizing kind of where uh, it, it originated. Hey, um, and I, I want to spend very little time on, on this part of it, but COVID obviously has affected every youth program, you know, throughout the country. You guys have, uh, once the dust settles, you guys will be okay. Are you going, are, have you been back practicing? Have you, have these groups come together? And I'm sure that the leadership uh, of, of Milwaukee Youth Lacrosse and, and what you guys do um, with Mailit certainly have, have told these organizations what your thoughts are as far as getting together and practicing and getting back to plan. Yeah, you bet. Um, so, so on this topic, you know, there, there are a couple of things that I'll, I'll mention. So one, you know, from, from a, a local perspective, so from a Mailit perspective, really starting back in mid-March, we had a, a number of board meetings and, and we're very deliberative uh, about all of this and trying to understand, you know, as, as, as frankly we all were, um, you know, early on. You know, what is this going to mean? How is it going to look? Uh, what are different possibilities that we may have? And so we reached out to our different member clubs and we're very collaborative uh, with them and, and pulled them and, and just kind of tried to get an idea for, you know, originally how, how far back in the season could we potentially push things as we were trying to, you know, comply with, uh, you know, with mandates and so on. And, and uh, you know, ultimately very disappointing for us, but also, you know, most notably for players and parents and clubs, you know, was uh, the decision to cancel the season you know, that was a, a last resort, um, you know, kind of that, that last option. And unfortunately it came to that, but what I'll say from there uh, in collaboration with, and we haven't mentioned this yet, but uh, uh, our national uh, organization, U.S. Lacrosse, providing a lot of, of great forward thinking, a lot of, you know, how do we kind of move forward through this and, and, and kind of, you know, look to, to put a great opportunity in front of uh, players and everybody involved, you know, in the upcoming season. And so there's been a lot of uh, return to play, uh, thought and, and, and guidance from U.S. lacrosse. And quite frankly, you know, the rules for the games, you know, come from, you know, that that kind of brain trust, if you will. And then, you know, we adopt them and, and kind of communicate them to our, our clubs and programs. So we're definitely, you know, looking to what they're putting out uh, about the 2021 season. And, and I'll say, you know, very, uh, you know, 
um, very, very happily, you know, we're, we're very excited to, to have, you know, a schedule for 2021 that, you know, uh, definitely starts with a little bit of a, a later opening weekend than, than typical, uh, but uh, looking to, to open things up, you know, April 24th and 25th. So we're That's already awesome. thinking about how do we deliver a great experience uh, for our players next year. He is Jay Bitter and again, marketing communications director for Mela and, uh, on the website for the company he works for, I, I think after hearing him for, for a half hour on this show, this does not surprise you. And it didn't certainly, um, I read it probably an hour ago, and now it really doesn't surprise me. But he says in his bio, but what I found missing out was the important objective, building long-term relationships with individuals and families and helping them plan for and feel confident about the road ahead. You know what, this is a... Uh, a Southeast Wisconsin guy doing really good things for the sport of lacrosse and then for, for people in our community that to feel more comfortable when they're getting up there in age like I am, that, that, that they're going to be able to live, uh, you know, a good life. And, and the King Cruise Bitter Group is who he works for. That's his real job. But you hear the passion that he has for Mela, and, and I'm a big fan of his now. Uh, he didn't call me back quick enough, but now I like the kid. I'll tell you that. Hey, um, Jay, thanks a lot. I really appreciate your time a lot, and uh, and good luck with everything. If there's anything that I can do for you, let me know. We're going to get to a break. Kevin Kane, uh, previously served as the Mela president, will join us. Again, if you want to take a look at what the Milwaukee Area Youth Lacrosse Association looks like, go to MilwaukeeYouthLacrosse.com. Uh, Jay, thanks a lot. Have a good weekend. You got it. This is the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM, The Fan. Boy, Jay Bitter did a nice job explaining what Mela is and, and how they, uh, they help you know, spread the word of lacrosse here in Southeast Wisconsin. We're now joined by Kevin Kane. He was previously served as the president of Mela, and I believe he's still running the boys lacrosse program for Whitefish Bay in Shorewood. Um, Kevin, thanks a lot for a couple minutes of your time. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, and thanks for the opportunity, Mike. Yeah, you bet. So um, you previously were the president of Mela. you got to be really um, happy and impressed with what that group does here in Southeast Wisconsin. Yeah, Mail has done a, an amazing job over the last uh, approaching 20 years of growing the sport in Southeastern Wisconsin. Um, it's been a great collaborative effort on many people's part to grow the game and the, put it in the right direction. Yeah, it, it's, it's impressive. Um, how did you get involved, Kevin, in lacrosse? What, where did your love for the sport come from? Oh, that's kind of funny. I'll make it pretty brief. I grew up in the Midwest and lacrosse. Um, I'm an old man, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And, well, uh, you're not, not, I'm a grandfather of four, Kevin. So that trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. And I moved up to California in the '80s and played and coached there, and moved back to the Midwest in the early '90s. Um, and to my knowledge, there was no lacrosse going on here. And one day, my wife came home and said, "There's a group of guys playing lacrosse on the lakefront." And I said, "Yeah, it looks like lacrosse. That's hurling." She came back a little while later and said, I'm positive it's lacrosse. So I got in my car and drove down to the lakefront, and it was a group of Native Americans. And I ended up playing lacrosse with them for some while, and then some men's teams started popping up in the area, and I played with them and a couple of high school teams, Marquette and University School. 
um, started forming high school teams. And at one point, when my oldest was getting into high school, a guy that I played with, Tim Marquardt, great guy, we were sitting around saying, hey, let's start a high school team, not having any idea where this was going to go. <laughs> and we then started a team called North Shore, which had extended from Shorewood, I kid you not, up into Sheboygan. We had players coming that far. That's awesome. And uh, we weren't sure what, how the first year was going to go. And it, we got a great team, and um, everything went fine, and it doubled the next year, and we split it into the east side and north shore, and then it kind of grew from there, and then I started youth programs and just continued to grow. Kevin, what, what is your wife's name? Rebecca. I bet she had no idea when she drove the second time and said, no, that's lacrosse, what this was going to turn into and the amount of time now that you obviously have have put in to, you know, introducing this sport to kids in southeast Wisconsin in hopes that they fall in love with it the way you did. Yes, I mean, the spouse of any coach kind of is a very patient, tolerant person because you're not home for many evenings for an extended period of time. So there's a lot of uh, understanding and tolerance that needs to take place, yes. Does she have a love for the sport as well? Well, our oldest played, and my yeah. my daughter also played too, which is uh, the girls' game, by the way, was – you did a wonderful background research on the first segment with Jay. And by the way, I coached Jay in high school. That's how old I am. Man, how um, good of a – I don't – hey, I looked at the picture. He doesn't look like one of those tough lacrosse players. Maybe quick. Maybe he – but I don't know if he wanted to, to get, you know, elbowed out or anything like that. I'm only kidding if Jay's still listening. I, I want no part. I'm too old for any of that stuff, Kevin. Jay is one of those play fast, play smart kind of guys. Um, but, Perfect. Um, Hey, when when you when you hey, can I ask when you were the president, um, and and how long did you serve as the president of Mela? I was the president for four years uh, until I think three or so years ago when Emily Anderson took over two years ago. Yeah, and again, I and I thanked her that first segment, but I don't thank her again for putting me in contact with Jay, and then Jay putting me in contact with you and Robin Buckley, who we're going to talk to next. Um, when 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 Mela, when you were the president of Mela. Was the the idea of of getting teams under that umbrella and having areas like Wauwatosa and, and Waukesha and down to Kenosha and 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 South Milwaukee, Cudahy, was that the idea to be able to say, hey, look, you don't have to do all the legwork. We'll do that for you, and we'll help get games for you, and we'll run this tournament. Was that the idea of of what Mela was was to be? Yes, among a couple of things, it's. I mean, uh, Jay and others have, for like new programs, there's a lot of questions a new program administrator might have, like, what do we need to do? <laughs> yes. And we provide a template um, to new programs to take a lot of the pressure off and, you know, answer a lot of the questions that a new program administrator might have. We also, uh, Mela provides coaching clinics for new coaches and uh, experienced coaches. And there's levels of certification, so coaches can go through one, two, and three levels of certification through U.S. Lacrosse. Um, it provides a mail. It provides a game schedule, so the you know the coaches and or administrator doesn't have to sit there and try to make up a game schedule and cobble together teams from all over, and make phone calls. So it um, makes it easy. It makes it easier, I should say, for new programs to get up and running. Boy, I'll tell you, I I agree with that, and. You know, we had that conversation. Not only do you guys supply on that website, which again is MilwaukeeYouthLacrosse.com, 
not only do you supply, you know, the program manual and the coach's manual, but then, you know, you've got some things if, if people want to become officials, how they can get involved um, to be officials on the boys game, the girls game. And, and I don't know if people don't uh, understand, but it's a different game. You know, the sticks are, are shorter, I believe, on the girls' side. There's more girls on the field. Um, I, I would think that the girls' side and watching both, is it might be a little bit um, slower. I don't know. It's a, but it is a different game, correct? It's very different. When my daughter played, um, the sticks are the same length, but the pocket's very, very, very different. Um, and they have no helmets and such other than the, the female goalie. But um, it's a very different game, and it has... Um, a lot more finesse stick work. It's kind of funny. Sometimes the boys would kind of make a con- my, when I coach youth, they'd make a condescending comment about the girls, you know, not having equipment or whatnot. But girls, the cross players, can move the ball. They can pass and catch. I've sometimes told the boys, if you could pass and catch like those girls can, we'd be a pretty amazing team. Right. So it's a very, very different sport. Yeah, you know, I coach both girls and boys in basketball. Kevin, what I found coaching the two years of girls basketball is it's very social, but once practice starts, they come to practice hard every single day. The boys pick their spots. Hey, you know what? We got a, we got a big game. I want to try to get more playing time on Friday, so I'm going to practice hard these two days. But then I'll, I'll kind of take off the next week. These girls, though it's very chatty, and then boom, it's time for practice, and they get on the court. And I was shocked how hard every single day those girls practiced. Well, those uh, general descriptions are pretty true about sports, and I'm also a high school teacher. They're pretty true in the classroom, too. So, where, where do you, you teach? It, uh, uh, pardon? Well, do you teach at Whitefish Bay? I teach at Sherwood High School. I'm a physics teacher. Ah, the, the, the mighty greyhounds. The, you, you know, the mighty I, greyhounds. I, that's it. I went to Mesmer, and uh, Coach Ron Davies, who uh, – did the co-op program for the football um, program. Right. He's a pretty good friend of mine. He was my my co-host for a lot of years on the scoreboard show that I do. And, and uh, yeah, good good for you. That's, uh, yeah, you guys do good work um, over at Shorewood, and I appreciate that. Hey, when, when you're talking about kids joining, and, and you guys start, I believe, in third grade, correct? Well, Mela starts in third grade. Um, I run a... Uh, the Shorewood, Whitefish Bay, and Nicolay Rec departments have were a co-op at the youth level for boys and girls. It's actually all the way through high school, too. It's a boys and girls high school co-op all the way through. And um, I do a first, second grade clinic. Um, and coaching first, second grade boys is uh, it's a great experience. Less, I do a, I'm doing a fall clinic right now with first through eighth grade boys, and they're separated by first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, eighth, and coaching for a second grade boys is a, it's a delightful, entertaining experience. They like to go for it. Really? And, and do you find that when they start, the earlier they start, the more comfortable they are? Obviously, I guess with any sport, it, it is that. But the, the earlier you can get them to start and, and, and you know feel the stick, get a feel for the stick, learn how to pass and catch, and that, that's got to be the most difficult part, I would think, to begin with, correct? Yes, I mean, it, you know, like anything, if you start earlier, it's you have a comfort level that'll be there. But it's certainly not a hindrance. Uh, new people can come out. Um, there was a former player uh, who went through Whitefish Bay and then went and played in Canada who picked it up in eighth grade and was very, very successful in high school and in college. And he didn't start till eighth grade. 
So really? it's kind of funny. Sometimes parents will say to me, oh, my son, you know, he's in sixth grade. Is it too late? And I said, absolutely not. I can tell you a story of someone who worked very hard and turned out to be very successful at it. So um, you can start in high school. And the high school kids, it'd be great to have if you're a good athlete and with a great attitude, um, it'll work for you at any level. Yeah. First Boy, that's that's awesome. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. I, I really appreciate it. Again, Kevin uh, runs Shorewood Messenger. If, how, how long does the clinic and, and the, the thing you're doing right now with kids in, in, in the North Shore go on for? Uh, the clinic ends uh, tomorrow. I just do a fall clinic. It's kind of an exposure to give kids a taste before they might want to make a commitment in spring. So I had 80 kids participating on Sundays for the last six weeks, and it ends tomorrow. And then okay. we might do an indoor thing, and we'll see how it goes from there with all of the current health concerns, but we'll, we'll address that. Beautiful. Well, Kevin, thank you for the amount of time that you've given to the sport that you obviously love, and, and uh, well done. Four-year um, past president for four years, uh, Mela um, president. Again, it is uh, the Milwaukee Area Youth Lacrosse Association. We're going to get to a break. Robin Buckley. Ben uh, is involved with this as well. And we're going to get to Robin and talk uh, a few minutes with him about some of the things that uh, that Mela offers and what they do. Again, MilwaukeeYouthLacrosse.com. Kevin, thank you so much. This is the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on 1250 AM. The Fan. We're on 1250 AM The Fan, and we are talking Milwaukee Area Youth Lacrosse Association, or MELA, as they call it. And we're now joined by the league commissioner. He is Robin Buckley. Robin, how you doing? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for having yeah, me on. Yeah, I really appreciate your willingness to spend a few minutes with us, Robin. Hey, let's talk a little bit about how long you've been involved with MELA and how you got involved in lacrosse. Well, I've been involved with Mela since uh, we started uh, back in, I guess it was 1999, uh, 2000, when we wow. became a, uh, an official organization. And so um, You've been doing this a I, while, Robin. I have, I have. Good um, for you. I moved here from uh, uh, out east where I've been coaching out there and uh, in 97, and I've been playing lacrosse for about 35 years. And, uh, hey, you know what? That's really interesting to me, Robin. You grew up out east where lacrosse, I'm sure, was, you know, kind of like soccer here. You'd see lacrosse being played quite a bit. Was it was it kind of a culture shock when you moved here and found that there wasn't much being played? Well, I had grown up in the Midwest, and then I uh, moved out east for high school. And that's okay. where I started playing. So I kind of got started a little bit late compared to uh, others in that area. In, uh, in New Jersey, and so it was, uh, It was. Uh, I guess that's kind of the reason why I love it so much. I started a little bit later, started in high school, and then carried on into college. So I was a hockey player growing up, and uh, hockey and lacrosse really transcend, uh, the skills transcend each other. Yeah, they, they, they really do, and we, uh, in fact, talking to Jay, there's, I think soccer is a good fit. I think there's some football guys that I know, especially out in Waukesha, that love to play lacrosse as as well. And I think there's a number of different crossovers. But when when Jay said hockey, that made a lot of sense to me, that that's a really good um, crossover with it. Uh, you've got to be impressed with the amount of teams now and the amount of kids that are playing compared to when you you, you guys started, Mela, uh, back in, in early 2000. Um, 
and and the growth and when jade who's the marketing communications director for you guys talked about this five we do five maybe 10 percent growth each year getting more kids involved and giving them this opportunity that's kind of that 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 nice slate slow steady pace that i think really bodes well for the sport here in southeast wisconsin well absolutely i mean the sport has grown tremendously when we took when we started the uh started Mela. It was about the same time that it was being started in uh, in the Madison area, as well as up in uh, Bay Valley. Uh, there were two models that uh, were going uh, going on at the same time. In Madison, they concentrated on the high school, and then kind of the trickle-down effect, whereas we really concentrated on building it up from the youth up. So having kids starting at you know, fifth and sixth grade, seventh and eighth grade, and as we've progressed through the years, it's We've had younger siblings that have wanted to play, so there's third and fourth grade, and now we're seeing some kids uh, starting to play at the uh, first and second grade level. And uh, those programs, you know, following U.S. lacrosse model, have been uh, more skill development, learn to learn to play type events, and uh, not so much the competition so much as it's really development uh, of skill sets and, and whatnot, which makes it more fun when you can throw and catch with both hands and yep. uh, dodge and do do everything um, when you get older to be able to play at that high level. Man, I, I love that. And, and I'm just, I, I can't say enough about the website here and the amount of information that you guys have at MilwaukeeYouthLacrosse.com. If you're a grandparent and aunt and uncle, a parent of, of a boy or a girl, that, that you think would, would benefit from trying a new sport um, or trying a sport for the first time. You know, I would look into lacrosse and I'd look into the area that you live in and say, hey, look, is this something that we can we can do? I don't know. We never got to Jay on, on the cost, but I think at each of the different locations, each of the different clubs have different costs. I wanted to just really kind of highlight what you guys do as the umbrella of uh, lacrosse here being played in southeast wisconsin and to have kids in first second third grade have the opportunity to at least try it and see if this is something that they're going to like that website also talks about you know officials that they're recruiting people to become officials as a you know a little side hustle make some money stay in shape stay in in the game and then a number of opportunities for these kids to play yeah i'll tell you robin i am i'm really impressed with this this whole you know, umbrella you know, side of I it, think, I think that uh, it's a, it's great for the kids that are playing the sport to be able to get involved as an official because that gives them a different perspective of the game and more of a, a overall understanding. It's great for parents that uh, I see a number of parents who kids have gone on to high school and moved on but still want to stay involved. They can get great point. involved with officiating as well. When you take a look at, uh, in the, you're right, in the different areas, uh, the the cost is a little bit different. It really depends upon what they have to pay for fields and you but, bet. You know, kind of your common costs are officials and uniforms and uh, field space rental. That's pretty universal for most of them. Yep. Uh, but lacrosse being a spring sport, typically there are learn to play options in the fall. There are some indoor uh, options as well in the inclement weather times. Um, our typical season starts, games start in uh, April when it is 
Sometimes warm, sometimes not so warm. That's so warm. May, uh, into the beginning of June. Hey, but Robin, are... Robin, I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off for you. And, sure. and, and I promise next time we'll do two segments with you. And, and I apologize. We've got to get out. It's MilwaukeeYouthLacrosse.com. He's Robin Buckley, the lead commissioner. I want to thank Kevin Kane and Jay Bitter for Jay Bitter for putting this together. This is the Youth Sports Show on 1250 AM, The Fan.